see that when this question is asked a lot of times most times what we do is that we talk about we, we, we say oh I am Mumi Tony Farali we basically talk about our name we basically just describe where we are from um, what we do you know most people even dwell basically on what we do but we start with our name we start it with what we're being called we start with what we do we start with what um, people it's almost like when somebody asks you what what is your name it's almost like they're they're trying to size you up trying to weigh you weigh you weigh you on a scale and see where to place you so when people also ask us who are you describe yourself and uh, we, we just go straight to oh this is who i am i am i am my name i am where i am from my local government i am the i am the job i do i am where i live i am what i eat i am what i wear you know unconsciously we describe ourselves based on external parameters based on the titles that people have given us or life has given us most times we describe ourselves based on our status i'm single i'm not married you know i'm 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 in between jobs i'm not financially buoyant and this 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 description affects the way we we see ourselves in fact this description basically is a reflection of how we see ourselves inside so it's it's, it's a direct replica of how we perceive ourselves inside of us you know you know it is from the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks so you can't be saying something in your heart and you're saying something outside so if somebody asks you who you are that is the answer and across the scriptures so the bible is going to be the foundational book we're going to be using in this master class i'm going to be making a lot of reference to it and when i'm not making reference to the scriptures directly i probably am re- i'm quoting or i'm referencing my experience as i've been journeying with god or a some form of information i've picked along the way from books i've read from my mentors and all but when i'm mentioning when i'm quoting the scriptures i might not quote the particular book or most times i would do my best to reference that book and um the reason why i i insisted that we should get a journal is that we're not just going to be listening to this it's okay to listen to this to this when you're driving when you're cooking when you're walking but you're also going to sit down listen to it and take notes so when you're going to take notes right now and tie to this this particular teaching is who are you and um the default response is what i've already described your genotype your 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 physiology your mental you know how you look and all of that your height and all but you know we are not that (laughs) really that is not who we are that is not who we are so someone will ask so who am i I am the being who was made and created in Genesis 126. 
when God called the heavenly hosts, which we know that Jesus was present and the Holy Spirit was present and the angels were present and he said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. See if anyone is going to ask me, who are you? I'm going to say I am that man that God made after his image and his likeness. I am that woman that God formed out of the rib of a man. And I am that woman that God gave authority and said, take dominion, take authority over the birds of the head, over the fish of the the sea and all of that. I am the person that God eventually, when man fell and he had to send Jesus on earth, I am that person who Jesus came to die for. I am that specific. I am that unique. I am that tangible. I am that important. I am that holy. I am that chosen. That is who I am. I am the one that Christ came to die for. Even before I was born, I am that person who, in the womb of my mom, before I was conceived, God knew me. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. He knew me. He designed my destiny. He called me to be a prophet to the nations. I am that unique, specific. I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am, I am I'm the seed of God on earth right now. I am that woman, that woman who has come to this world at such a time as this to carry out the agenda of God in these last days. I am like Esther, who knew her position was for power, who knew that her appointment was to deliver the, the Jews from the hands of the wicked. I am that specific. I am that unique. It doesn't matter if my parents wanted me or not. It was it doesn't matter if they planned me or not. It doesn't matter if if life has been fair to me or not. It doesn't matter if I had messed up most of my life and I'm just trying to get myself together. It doesn't matter where I'm coming from. What matters is this is who I am. And if this question and um, understanding of identity wasn't important, I believe that Jesus wouldn't have asked his disciples this question. In Matthew chapter 16 from verse 13, Jesus, I'm going to read, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea or Philippine, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Invariably, who do people say I am? See, it's it's so Jesus asks this question to let us know that it is very, very, very paramount that people label us. Like we must be aware that people label us. And their labeling most of the time conditions us the way we think and perceive our lives. Circumstances labels us. Where we're coming from labels us. Culture tradition labels us. This present world right now, which is almost a social media, internet-driven age, labels us. Every time we go on WhatsApp status, we go on Facebook, we go on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Snapchat, we're on um, whatever all, the, all those other chats, you know, for relationship chats and Telegram and the rest. What we are seeing there. What we are interacting with labels us. When we are on, when we are chatting with our secondary school classmates, and they are all talking about the things they have done and the things they have not done, it labels us. 
people say. You can ask three random people close to you. Describe me. Tell me who I am. You are going to be amazed at the things they say about you. And if you already are not grounded in who you are, you are going to imbibe, swallow, inculcate what they say about you and accept it as your labeling, which is what we have done for so long. As children, as we're born, immediately we're born, we're given a name. Why were you given that name? What does that name, how does that name impact in your life? How, how is it impacting your life right now? So that was what happened to Jabez. Jabez was born out of pain. He was born out of sorrow. His mother labored so much when she was going to have him. And she named him that name. That name was, was, was sorrow, basically. And Jabez grew up and looked at his life and said, see, yeah, why, why is my life like this? And he said, no more. I'm not going to be named this name. I choose not to be named this name. I decide from today I am not going to be named this name. And that is what we will see for some people. They change their names. They sit back and reflect and say, ah, why, why, would, why, why would I be called this kind of name? And I don't want it anymore. I'm changing it. And I've come to realize that people who are called Loki, whose name is Loki, are never Loki. In fact, they are always out of favor most of the time. Those who are called patients almost live impatiently all their lives. So it will also make you know that when I say who are you, and you or, or, or you feel like you don't like your name or you use your name to describe yourself, name on its own does not even really inform your destiny. So because you're called patient doesn't mean you'll be patient. Patience doesn't mean you'll be patient. Because you're called mm, lucky doesn't mean, mean you'll be lucky. And because someone became, was, was maybe formerly Uguyemi, and the person on Uguyemi, for those who are not Yoruba, means that um, like um, an idol is my gift or my, an idol is what I deserve. So it's basically a traditional name and, and you know, it's, yeah, a traditional name for idol worshippers, Jiget. So someone says, no, Uguyemi is no longer my name. I choose not to be Uguyemi because now I have Jesus. And the person changes his name to oh, um, Jesuyemi, like Jesus is who I, I have or who I desire. It doesn't really still mean that the person's destiny would change because the person bears that name. If they change, if the person doesn't know who he is in the spirit, if, if nothing would change. If the person cannot really describe, accurately describe who he is in his mind, if his mind does not get elevated and upgraded, he would not still know who he is. So it, it's... And, and, and if you are not sure of who you are in the spirit, if your mind does not agree with who you are in the spirit, your life will not go in the direction of that name. So someone can be called goodness, favor, blessed, like the old three names. And the person's life is constantly out of all of those names. Like it's the opposite of the name. It's because the person is just bearing a title without actually wearing the importance in the heart. The person is not inwardly the person has not inwardly been consumed or be convicted be assured guaranteed convicted convinced that that name is who he is or who she is so so you go back to our text where jesus is like who do people see i have you know 
and he really wanted to know because his disciples have been with him for a while he really wanted to know wow so well they replied some say john the baptist some say elijah others say jeremiah and one of the other prophets or yeah or one of the other prophets then he asked them verse 15 but who do you say i am who you that you're close to me who do you say i am and i'm sure at that times they couldn't talk because they probably didn't know and you could you now see here that jesus wasn't asking for his name because they knew it's jesus they could have said oh your name is james but that was not what he was asking he was asking to see if in their spirit if in their soul if in their mind they they understood him they knew who he was and this um, simon peter answered you are the messiah the son of the living god <laughs> like you are the messiah the son of the living god the messiah there is um the hebrew word for christ and it is it is greek word which actually means anointed one so 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 peter wasn't just following jesus because it felt cool he wasn't just following jesus because jesus called him and jesus jesus said oh leave leave this fishing of catching of fishes let me teach you how to catch men he didn't follow jesus because he felt like oh man i'm not going to be popular he followed jesus because he had a revelation knowledge of who jesus was he knew that jesus was the messiah that the world had been waiting for he knew that jesus was the son of the living god he knew that jesus came from on high it's amazing the reply jesus gave him verse 17 says you are blessed simon son of john because my father in heaven has revealed this to you you did not learn this from any human being and after that he declared like he, he also now gave he also now gave context to peter's name we'll get to that so no um, Jesus says, "See, this is this is a revelation you got from heaven. This cannot be as a result of. It cannot come from human. And that is what I want you to sit down in your journal and ask God, Who am I? Who am I, God? Describe me to me. Because God, Jesus is saying here now that it was from heaven. It was a revelation from heaven that made Peter to know." that jesus is the messiah he says this did not come from any human being so perhaps the 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 combination and the total understanding of yourself has just been based on the name your parent gave you has just been based on 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 what you do has just been based on the way you've seen yourself is the fact that i'm just single like all i know right now is that when i feel informed and the right status and i just see and i just have to pick single it, it, it just it, this is what this is all i see in my mind like this is what i am no matter how beautiful my result is in my career no matter how excellent i am in church no matter how a good friend or a good daughter i am what i can see how i'm describing myself is that man i am single and i am 29 i am single i am 35 like how can you just that is that is all you see about yourself see when you understand who you are as heaven's revealed to you 
it is not going to matter whether you're 50 or you're single. It will not be an issue. Why? Because you, you now know why you are where you are. You now know why you are here. It's almost knowing your identity. Knowing that, ah, ah, if God has named me this name, forget it. Forget it. And that's why I started by saying that if someone should ask me who I am, I'm going to say, I am that person, I am that man that God called heavenly hosts together to make in Genesis 1.26. God said I should take dominion. So even if right now in my life, it doesn't look like I'm taking dominion. It looks like every other thing around me is dominating me. It's not going to bother me because I know who I am in the spirit. I know who I am before God. And I am training my mind. You know, I am bringing my mind in subjection to the mind of Christ. I am, I am declaring, I am no, and I know that the mind of Christ superimposes over my mind. So in no time, the reality of who I am, according to my status at the point of creation, will become manifested. So it doesn't matter if I have had, if I have goals. I have goals for my age. Like by this age, I should have accomplished this. If I have not accomplished it at that time, I do not take my definition from that accomplishment I take my definition from who I am ladies this 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 who you are is extremely important and I don't want to beat yourself up if you feel like my god I've just goofed I don't even know who I am how will I just respond and say my name is this 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 is this no it is it we have to see our lives from the context of God is so committed to us that is taking out time to ensure that the things we did not know we are knowing them so when you realize that you've not known something for years or you have been you've you, you have a you've had a misconception or you have a, a, a wrong perspective about something or you have been living a lie or all of that it's not a time to beat yourself down you, you have you have already it's, it's so bad that you didn't even know so why beat yourself down the posture should be that god i thank you for revealing the truth to me. What if I never get to know the truth until I die? Why don't you see that way? So don't beat yourself up and say, ha, I don't know. <laughs> I should know that my name is this and I know I'm not married. No. And God is saying, and God is inviting us to sit with him in this season, this week, this week. That's all. I'm going to send us an assignment that we're doing this week. And the, the assignment is who am I? Who am I? And some of us will be giving as we pray and fast towards it. And as we talk with God, God would actually give some of us scriptures that will be the handcuff of our lives. Like it will be the, it, it will be it will be where we, are, we would always go back to draw strength from. He will give us scriptures, he will give us, he will give us clarity, he will give us understanding. So that no matter what comes your way. No matter how challenging life is, no matter how it feels like others have gone ahead of you, when you are able to describe yourself the way God describes you, you'll be unmoved. You will be unmoved. And you see, let, let's go back to our text as I round up this session. And you know, when 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 Jesus when Jesus saw how much Peter got his cue from the heaven, 
Jesus now began to speak into the name of Peter. He was almost like Jesus gave, he had a, a, a naming ceremony in that place for having that kind of deep revelation of who God is. And this just dropped in my spirit now that for us to be able to accurately describe ourselves the way God sees us, the way we are in Christ, we must know who Christ is. So maybe I should backtrack and say the question again is before you are able to answer your own question about who you are, who is Christ? Who is Christ to you? Describe Christ. Who is he? If you are able to understand who Christ is and you are convinced about that description based on the scriptures, then see the, the effect of it is that. So in verse 18, Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said to Peter, and I said to you that you are Peter, which means rock. He, he, he told him, you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, you Peter, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of God. And whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. You know. Can you see that? Peter got a, a christening. His parents did not know the meaning of that name when they gave it to him. So literally, Jesus didn't change his name. Jesus just gave him insight into him. So when we sit down with Christ and say, God, reveal Christ to me. God, reveal yourself to me. Who are you? So in your, in your journal, the first assignment is going to be describe God from this particular course, from this particular text now. You're going to describe God. Who is God to you? Who is God? Who is God to you? Then when you are when you're done describing God, when you understand who God is, the same way God Jesus looked at Peter and gave him a new a new context and understanding to his name, called him the rock, prophesied his assignment to him, and told him the church will be built on you. He he, he, he brought him into a new light. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Peter knew that before then. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Peter knew his purpose before then. So that encounter revelation he had with Jesus, revealing who Jesus was. Jesus was also able to reveal himself to him. That he was able to reveal Peter to him. So this is and this is this is a very crucial assignment, ladies. It is not something you will take lightly, and that was why I kept asking us, "Are we ready? Are we ready for this class?" The effect and the transformational power that is available in those classes will be dependent on how hungry you desire change, on how hungry you desire to be to to see God, on how hungry you desire to. You desire that the, your, your desires will be met. So it is not enough that you have desires to be married. But there are things to be done. There is a person you must become in the process 
So when you're sitting down and you're saying, who are you, God? Not, not, what, not what my pastor has said about you. Not what my parents said about you. Not what, not what my Sunday school teacher said about you. Not what my devotional said about you. God, I want to have an encounter with you. Who are you? And when you sit there and you are hungry and you are and you in your desire to know him more, he will reveal himself to you and he will describe who he is and you will begin, you see, you begin to almost like in an eulogy, you begin to praise him and begin to pour it upon him. And some of these things I said encountering these things recently because I was I was I wanted to be convinced that I was born again. I wanted to be convinced that I knew God. So I started asking God to reveal himself himself to me. And during the time of worship was when it was just flowing. I used to I used to believe that I don't know how to sing. Like I've always been in that state where I feel like I don't know how to sing or my voice is bad and all of that. But recently I'm worshiping God and God will say, I need you to turn off that music you're listening to. I want to hear your voice. And I'm like, but I don't know how to sing. You see, see, will you sing a new song to me? And I'm like, what, what will I sing? And as I'm there, I'm like, God, open my eyes to see you. Open my eyes to see you. Who are you? Who are you, God? Who are you? Like, reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes to see you. And I'm, I'm just like, God, open my eyes to see. And before I know it, there is a melody flowing from my heart. There is a new song that is flowing from my heart. In fact, I started to understand how Snatch, Topia Labi, and all the likes are able to compose songs. Because they just practically sit in the presence of God. And they're like, God, open my eyes to see you. God, I want to know you more. I want to see your face. God, reveal yourself to me. Let me know who you are. Describe yourself to me. And do you know what? See, if I've been recording all the new songs that the Holy Spirit has caused me or inspired me to sing over the weeks, over the month, I probably would have just waxed an album right now. And these songs begin to flow from my heart. And I'm just like, Holy Spirit, I thank you. And in the process of me just worshiping, I, I start hearing myself describing God in a way I've never heard before. Or some of those ways I've even heard them before, but they were not life to me. So when I begin to sing and say, God, you are omnipotent. Sometimes I stay on that word. And the Holy Spirit begins to explain to me that God is all-powerful. And I begin to think about all areas of my life that I have unconsciously felt like, ah, this thing is hard. It cannot change. Or this person is hard. The person cannot change. Or I am so hard. I cannot change in this area. And I'm hearing God say, I am all powerful. Me by myself. I am omnipotent. I am all powerful. There is nothing too hard for me to do. And I'm just and I'm just singing a new song to him. And from that place of worship, describing God, God revealing himself to me, me expressing it in words, God now starts to tell me who I am. That is how I am able to do this masterclass with him. This time six months ago, it wouldn't have occurred to me that I had the capacity to sit people down. I talk to people, don't get me wrong, I counsel people, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to, to be bold to call people up and say, come and listen to what God has to say through me. It's amazing that with the way I preach and all of that, there were still so many limitations because I didn't I didn't know myself well. 
and I'm still getting to know myself. So right now, I cannot even say I already know myself. I'm still getting is a process. And the more I'm knowing God, the more I'm describing God, the more I'm seeing Him, the more I am knowing myself, and the more I am becoming. So it is a journey. I'll be married for 10 years by July. And I will tell you that my marriage is still unfolding, unfolding, as in I'm still seeing new things about myself. The more I'm becoming a better person, the more my husband is getting closer to God, the more our, 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 our love is, is becoming like a new wine. The more we are knowing who we are, the more we are discovering who we are in Christ, the more our love is getting stronger. So sometimes I pause and I wonder, what if I didn't know God at the beginning of this marriage? You know, the, the little purpose of my life I thought I knew then. Then I thought, oh, I knew my purpose fully. I didn't even know it was so little compared to what God has revealed to me over the course of 13 years. I dated my husband for like 13 years, about three and a half years before we got married. Over the course of almost 14 years that we've been together, what God told me about myself 14 years ago is so tiny compared to what I know now. But I needed to know a little about God then. What I knew about God then, I needed to know it. What I knew about myself then, I needed to know it so that I could have, so that it, 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 so that it was a good foundation for me to start. And God's now started building on that foundation. So for you now that you know you are ready to marry, one of the things that would ensure that you build your life and your marriage on 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 the rock which is Jesus, and you be becoming as you're growing, as you're learning about yourself, as you're becoming, your life will be getting better. Is that you have to know who God is, and you have to know who you are. You must be able to describe it, and the knowledge of God you know now which has to be deep, which is the reason why I'm going to be asking you to type a few to me and tell me who God is to you. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to ask you to type again to me. You know, I, 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 I sent you guys a question, I sent you questions and I, and I asked you, who are you? That answer you gave me, can you see that it is not very deep right now? It is not very accurate. And right now you're going to go back to God. And in a few days, in like four or five days, I'll be expecting your response again. If you feel you don't have a response yet, you could, you could tell me that I don't, I'm not sure I've gotten it yet. Who are you? Who is God to you? Who has God described himself to you? How do you, have you encountered Jesus? That foundation knowledge of God that you know and of yourself that you know must be strong enough to start building a marriage. If these things are not in place, if they are not in the foundation and you get married right now, you are going to build on a wrong knowledge of God and you are going to build on a wrong knowledge of yourself. And every marriage I have seen over the years right now that has crumbled, especially those of my close friends, it's because they knew themselves in heart. They knew God in heart. It was okay. The knowledge of themselves they knew was okay. It was okay to build on. At least if they had married a man who also knew a knowledge of God and who also knew had a knowledge of himself at that particular level they were in, it would have been okay. But they had a good foundation. They had a good knowledge. But the person they got married to didn't have that. Because it, it, it was not obvious to them that that was a strong parameter. It, it's not just that he goes to church. It's not just that he's nice. 
It's not just that he's kind. But when a man has encountered God, it will show in all areas of his life. You won't chase him to God. You will not try to be making him, making him, you know, trying to be talking to God about him. He will be the one to talk to you about God. It will be obvious in his decisions in his life that this man has a knowledge. He knows who God is. So you can ask him, who is Christ? Who will you say Jesus is? And he will be able to give you an accurate understanding of who Jesus is and who he is. And as he talks, you will know it will tally with what God has told you about yourself and about who Jesus is. Do we get? Yeah. So this is a very, very important exercise. And I had to break it down into this context to see that see, it's okay to say I'm ready to marry. But really, who are you? But really, who is God? And that cannot be known on the surface. That cannot be based on what pastor has preached. This can only be an encounter. This is the one of the strongest foundations of building a lasting marriage. The only thing that has kept me and my husband together through the toughest times is that we both had a foundation, a strong, a deep understanding of who God was at the level we were in then. Because right now we have really journeyed far. We have come to know God in a deeper way. There were years I felt I was more spiritual than my husband, and I was just like, How did I get into this kind of marriage? How did I get into this kind? But because my husband had a level of knowledge of God, when it was time for him to start displaying the God he had, I realized I was not even close to being as spiritual as him. My God, the guy was on a different space entirely, and it was based on his personal encounter relationship with God. And it's informed who he was. So that, that's been the that's been see the strongest connection that we have had in God. Sometimes you might not see eye to eye in almost everything, almost everything. But in God, our hearts synced because I took time to know who God was, and I took time to know who I am. Then who I was then, my destiny then, you know, I had fire burning in my heart, this is who God has called me to do, this is who I am, this is the meaning of my name, this is my strength, this is like, I was, I was sure about a lot of things then, of which some of those things, I'm not even doing them now, some of those things I might not even remember now, but it, it pushed me in the wrong, in the right direction, so I want you to take this seriously, and I want you to, to give attention to this you might need to fast you might need to take some time out you might need to and you have to do this daily these exercises are not exercises you just do to feel to submit an assignment these are exercises that every day the content of your prayer has to be god i want to know you more i want to know you more i want to see your face so i can do your grace god i want to know you I don't know if that's the lyrics, but I know you can imagine. I've sung it in different ways that that Holy Spirit has inspired me. That song by Victoria Reze. It's a place to be every day. Let's let the content of your prayer not just be God give me, God give me. Let it be that God open my eyes to know you. Describe yourself to me. And every day, if you journal every day what God says about Himself, by the end of three months, you'll be surprised surprised at how much of God you have known. Sometimes they will tell you to go into Psalms. So there was a time where like, if you want to know, you go to Psalms. David has 
described me in ways that some people are, some of you would never see. I was like, wow. And I went into the book of Psalms. I read all of, I can't comment that I've read Psalms because God keeps taking me back there. And I'm like, wow. Thank you. Okay, guys.